0: We're back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host John, and I'm your host Ahmed, and today we have our uh, our good friend Juan Tamayo coming on to talk about law school and just like the entire field of law. Um, so, how how much older than us is Juan? Like maybe, three years, yeah, three years. He so he graduated undergrad a few years before us and went to law school and has been working in the field for about what a year
1: or a year or two by now um so, I think it's only a year yeah a year because okay. he yeah law school is three years yep yep so yeah I mean
0: he, he he's gonna share with us what he thinks about the whole law like the whole law school process and working in law because there are positives and there. are there are also negatives
1: definitely some negatives
0: but yeah this is gonna be a
1: fun one Uh, yeah hopefully you enjoy the sneak peeking into uh i guess a lawyer's life yep lawyer's life some alliteration
0: (laughs) all right let's start (laughs) all right All right, Juan, can you introduce yourself real
2: quick for us? Wait, do I have to start off? All right. Uh, I'm Juan Tamayo. I'm one of their friends from college, one of the fraternity brothers. Uh, I went to Stony Brook with them. I was a year ahead, and then I graduated one straight through law school. Wait, a year ahead or
1: two years ahead?
2: I thought it was a year two. ahead, you right?
1: You two graduated years? 2020. You were 2018, right? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, because yeah, the Delta <laughs> class is the class beneath me. Either way, I'm yeah. more of the old, old, yeah, old head. Yeah, old head, yeah. The best head. Beta. Sorry, instead. Yeah, beta, beta beta male for life for sure. No no uh, both my labor class, <laughs> <pie laughs> <lamb. laughs>
1: class of Pylam. Class
2: of Yeah, so like give everyone context. We are we are all fraternity brothers. Um I was the first class that had to go through a crossing. The class before us, the Alpha class, just became a fraternity. Like they didn't have to do anything sus. And then I helped do sus sus shit to your class.
1: You didn't do anything sus. I feel I mean, like yours was still barely a process at that point. Ours was barely just, a process. I just
2: yelled at you guys and, and like said really stupid insults.
1: It got way better in the years that we
2: were around. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like by the time like the Zeta Zoo had passed over,
0: once <laughs> Zed was in the education system, things went crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, he became like the what's your face? The,
1: the you had to film. express all his inner demons on everyone. Peter but Peter yeah, Peter. so what was your major when you were at Stony Brook?
2: So I was a Poli Sci major at Stony. That's usually like like the
1: pre-law track, right? Yeah. There's
2: like a couple of core pre-law, uh, majors, I guess that exist in any college. It ranges anywhere from poli sci, business, sociology on the STEM side, you can have pretty much any STEM degree and go to law school. It opens up like a unique path for you within the law. Um, there are like pre-law tracks at different colleges too, but they essentially teach you what like an array of like poli sci or like other history and government classes would teach you at any college. Um, It's just like a more streamlined track, the way pre-med theoretically exists, but it's like the same kind of core classes from different majors. And was it kind of light, the poli-sci, or was it difficult? I I made it harder than it had to be. Like, for sure, you could goon your way through it, but I like I enjoyed poli-sci. Like, I love history. I love poli-sci, because poli-sci is like the application of history and practice. And you have, like, depending on what you focus on, you can have, like, a lot of cultural, like, you learn a lot about, like, cultural history and knowledge and practices and stuff. Uh at Stony you have like in poli-sci you had comparative and domestic. I hate domestic politics because like they're very simple. So like for me like I don't enjoy like the lack of nuance in that. I'm much more of a comparative nerd. So like diplomacy, oh, yeah. international relations, that's my stuff
1: why because like just, at a domestic level everything's already laid out like pretty clearly but when it's international have, you're different borders different laws different rules
2: there's so many different factors and like that adds to the level of complexity and the game is funner right like domestic politics you have two parties that you only have to worry about the same two parties exist in all 50 states and like we all know what everyone's trying to do the other, which is win so like yeah. at the end of the day it's not really difficult to predict what's going to happen it's not really difficult to to like see that it's falling apart because of that mentality you know at least comparatively that like you have f- what are you gonna say i'm not
0: dude i feel like mm-hmm. domestic policy definitely has its nuances and is probably insane because crazy shit happens in the like crazy shit happens around the world but crazy shit
2: happens a lot in the u.s too Yes, and, but I think that's like that's like American elitism, like at its finest. Well, like crazy shit happens everywhere, but crazy shit that happens here is just fucking better, bro. Like- no, no,
0: no. It's I was watching a YouTube video recently, mm-hmm. and it mentioned how I think the United States has, a, I think it was five percent of the global population, or something mm-hmm. like that, sure. like a relatively low number, mm-hmm. but it had like twenty percent of the world's prison inmates.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have like the most imprisoned people by population. Yeah, it's insane. Any country on the planet, like it's absurd. Like, not even like China has enough people in gulags to compare to us. Like, it's actually kind of ridiculous. No, it's a wild statistic. When you realize it, it's terrifying.
0: Yeah, that that's why I feel like like with that many people like involved in the legal system, domestic like domestic policy is definitely crazy too. Like, I, 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 f- mm. I definitely want to hear about international policy because I agree mm. it's probably more
2: interesting. But I feel like they're both pretty wild. Yeah, but they're both
1: pretty fucking okay, sick. But.
2: I mean, by the nature of being an attorney, by the nature of the work that I do or did, like, I literally worked on domestic policy. So, like, I I worked in what I despise the most, which is, like, very, like, frustrating and gridlocked systems that you can't really, like...
1: I feel like with, also you like, break you can break it into domestic and international, but as long as you're picking, like, good cases interesting cases
2: well I mean like international law is its own thing and like in the u.s it's not really respected like most law schools have programs for it the only ones that are respected are like Ivy League programs because for obvious reasons so Ivy League programs um any other call any other law school that ha- offers it like people are kind of like yeah you know like if it's not pretty much Georgetown outside of like the Ivies, like it doesn't really count you know gotcha most yeah like the average there's about like a million Yeah, what is that there's like 14 schools or like what's that yeah there's like the top 14 schools for law school was like those are the ones that everyone considers If you get into those like your kind of career in theory should be set and like you definitely have like a good name brand associated with like your degree um in practice it's a bit more complex than that but like for the most part like it is is pretty accurate but like context like on average Mm -hmm. is about like a million attorneys in the u.s at any given time you know fluctuates up and down depending on the number of retirees and deaths versus like the number of law graduates who actually end up pursuing a career in law, give or take about a million people at a yeah. time are lawyers. Um, and like n- 90% of those people, if not 99% of those people work domestically and like most of them work in like local cities or towns, like obviously a big bracket of what they call big law, which is like what they consider elite, but it's more like financially and monetarily elite, maybe not skill elite. Yeah. Um, practice in like big corporate firms and those are like most t14 schools are like farms for those firms you know like everyone graduates they get in the top 100 firms in the the u.s and the world like people have like almost a guaranteed spot if you went to harvard or yale or whatever right yeah and like that for the most part at least in your early career tends to dominate where like you you can tell who went where based on the job that they have depending
1: Oh, like, usually, right off the bat, the entry-level job is better based on where you went, but then after...
2: It's not. You don't have guaranteed upward mobility anymore. Yeah, like, your upward mobility is pretty much capped at the entry-level cushy. Like, not cushy. You get paid a lot, but you have to work hard. But, like, you're, like, kind of capped there. And Like, there's no... Like, it's more common now. Normally, they have, like, an eight-year period where it's, like, in eight years, you go from associate to partner. In practice, that doesn't know... That rarely ever happens anymore because the system's backlogged, right? Like, you have, like, a lot of attorneys and senior associates who've been there for 20 years, who haven't been promoted to partner because the partner doesn't want to retire or the firm politics. Like there's a lot of complications. Like the system isn't what you think it is. It's like very, I, I don't know if med, the medical system or the engineering tracks kind of like that, but I feel like increased competition in numbers hasn't actually benefited it. It's probably because like, it wasn't designed to handle that from the beginning. Like It, it does was, like a bottleneck now kind of. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's a very strong, it's been like, it's, it's been ongoing for a long time, but like every, like I think every year it gets more and more apparent like what the bottleneck is you know i feel like i feel like you we
0: see that in in like corporations too like mm-hmm. like if you're on a team and your manager like like say you have five people on your team and then you have a manager
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then that manager has a manager mm-hmm. like for you to get promoted your manager kind of needs to get like to get promoted,
2: like a someone else has to get promoted. Yeah. 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 Like there has to be so many moving parts for there to be any upward mobility that it almost doesn't happen. And it's like, kind you of could annoying. go from like engineer one engineer two,
0: engineer three, but like for you to get to manager, it could take years.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I don't like in the law, Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's terrifying. I think like the difference in the legal field is that by default, once you're an attorney, like if you're out of firm as an attorney, not any other position, like, you're kind of already like the equivalent of like a manager. You know what I mean? It's just like there are, there's also those tiers of management. So like the upward upper management part is like where you got to, it's harder to make it. You're already at middle management level, like by default as an attorney, you
0: know? Yeah. So can you, can you explain like, like within a law firm who, Mm -hmm. like what are all the different people that make it up?
2: Like you have like your partners, you have, yeah, like, and there's like tiers within that. So like at the top, like it's in the most basic level, it's partners, senior associates, associates, and then like everyone beneath that is, just, is support staff, essentially. It's like equivalent of like nurses or like specialists, like practitioners at a hospital. Like the doctor is the lawyer, right? Like you have that level of authority. There's different levels of doctors. There's a, you know, the floor chief versus like, you know, the he's just like there for like rotations. Like it, it's the same equivalent, right? Yeah. In yeah. partner, in the partner bracket, you have like named partners of whatever firmed. Or like, well, there's like, I think it's like an equity partner. So like someone who has like a majority stake in the firm, like I say majority, but they have like, you know, like a sizable a percentage. percentage. Yeah, yeah. Like a sizable one, like not like a minute one, like a sizable one. Cause by default, if you're a partner, you have a percentage, but it's based on like the amount of business you bring in. And I think like. And how many years you've been there? It's really all just. It's not even, right? it's not even seniority though. No? Like It is seniority for some firms that are more like old school or like because of the hierarchy and the nature of how like bureaucratic it is, like you're forced to put in time rather than get there. But a lot of them nowadays, it's pretty much of your book of business, which is like what every attorney in a firm in theory should aspire to have. It's not about skills. Again, I'm highlighting this like it's not about your skills as an attorney. It's like your ability to attract business and maintain business. Right. Like that's the incentivization structure of a firm. It's the that's why like so like any associate has to build a book of business to get to partner. Some are more successful than others. Some do it much faster than the norm. Like it it's not it's not like a direct route. Um I
1: like guess it also firm, helps
2: who you know. Yeah, firms train you on how to like make a contract, how to retain business, how to look for work. Like it's 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 like a whole like the, the firm is designed to support that key function, right? Like attracting business and retaining business. Gotcha. Like,
0: yeah, so even even as a lawyer you still are. You're very much a part of like corporate America. And- it
2: depends on the track you go. But yeah, I think it's like one of those realizations that a lot of people like don't think about right away, but it very much is like you learn skills that in theory are very practical and helpful to people in society. But like in reality, you're really using it to benefit either like corporations or yourself. You're not really doing like what <sighs> I guess what like a doctor would do or a public interest routed attorney would do. Um, yeah. What are you doing right. now then? Did we? Did you say that already? <clears throat> yeah. So I did public interest law before what I do now. Like now I do something. I do. Like, I work in tech. I, I've completely switched over. Like essentially, like career paths. Um, I did immigration law throughout law school as part of my school's immigration clinic, which is like you know you get you get to actually practice like you go like, a case as like a student. It's a good time. Um, and then like I I worked like as a paralegal slash like law clerk for a small office like law office here in Boston, and then I got. Like, that kind of work is really hard. So that's why, like, I hate domestic politics. Like, I'm working within a system, that, like, I know I have no ability to affect or change on, like, any, like, substantial, substantive level. Like, I can't, like, just be like, hey, Biden, bro, like, turn down the border. You know, like, it's not cool. Like, hey, Hey, yo, Joe Byron. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, like, (laughs) gaslight him into, like, being nice to, like, migrants. Like, that's not possible. Like, you know? So, So, like, I'm working within a system that's very, like, like, just crippled by like inefficiencies and like just like a shittily designed shittily stuff. And like, that's like the average, like governmental attorney, like anyone who works in like the, like the public sector kind of deals with this in some capacity or another. That's not common, Mm -hmm. but those, like those words, it's like, you know, being a prosecutor, being a DA, all that kind of stuff falls like in the public, public interest, like public sector out. Yeah. Excuse me. Um.
0: (laughs) So wait, so Mm -hmm. there's a bit of like, a wild card question, mm. but have you ever watched Better Call Saul? No, but like he is yeah, a criminal defense.
2: He's. I worked in criminal defense yeah. as well. Like immigration laws and criminal defense are tied together. So like I've worked with like defense attorneys and like, and I've worked around defense attorneys when I clerked for a judge, and that shit is hilarious. Like these people yeah. are like are like Saul Goodman. Like,
1: Dude, <laughs> really? They pull up and they just. Bro, I've finance, seen like. Right? Bro,
2: they're they're dressed to the T. They say some outrageous shit. The judge's like. Not bad, and like lets their dude walk like on a technicality, you know, and like like I've worked.
1: (laughs) He he finds that one loophole. That's literally isn't that what? No, it really is.
2: Because like at the end of the day, if you're getting charged, like they know you did it on some level. So it's like they're not gonna get. They're not gonna drop the charge on like hey, actually, like you're you're not you're never gonna prove that the government's wrong. You're just gonna find a technicality from the be like, all right, I'll back off. Like that's like a criminal defense attorney. You're not gonna walk in there and be like actually. All your facts are wrong. Fuck you. Like, that never happens. Like, it's always like, literally, hey, actually, I know you're 100% right, Your Honor, but technically the law says this, so he should be able to walk even though he shot like three people. You know, like, it's it's bullshit. Like, it's complete bullshit. Like, damn, your personal defense. I
1: don't know. Just like, I feel like I'd be torn morally if I had to try to get someone proved innocent that I know is guilty and they did some messed up shit.
2: And like most of the time, they are guilty. Like they like they'll admit it to you. Obviously, as an attorney, like you, that that is a privileged conversation. You can't share that. Like the, yeah, but yeah. like it, it happens all the time. Like I've seen it. What
1: I if they said it. that they were about to set up?
2: something that would put a, a lot of people in danger then you so could- technically if you know it's an immediate danger and it hasn't happened yet like you're fully allowed like the it's just in the past like, what the case no, like, is you're, about. Allowed, you're allowed to report it like it's like fully like you're not going to get in trouble like you're not breaking any yeah. confidentiality rules like you're not going to get censored like it, it's perfectly that that's a very express example of like that's okay right okay. but like yeah. like if, if it's already happened or like they're just saying i'm thinking about it you're you have to keep that privileged you know what i mean Like you, that like can't leave that room or that can't leave that like consultation.
0: You know, one thing though that I feel like would be fulfilling as as hell as a defense lawyer is proving an innocent person. Innocent.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what I did in immigration law. Like I, I worked on asylum cases. So like my entire job was to be like, Hey, like fucking Maria went through like literal genocide in Guatemala and, like, the only reason she's here is because, like, if she goes back, she'll literally die. Like, give her some status so she doesn't get fucking deported, which is pretty much proving someone's innocent from knowing that they're innocent, right? Like, and, like, i yeah. I won, won every single asylum case that I've been on. Like, that's, like, a point of pride that I have. Like, I did my job well because I fucking love those cases. But, like, it it's it's weird. It's really weird because some of them are worse than others. Like, I know people who, like, literally had to murder people in self-defense and are, like, traumatized by it. But they're like, yeah, like... And, like, I know they didn't do anything wrong on paper, but, like, when like, break it down. It's, like, some fucked up shit happened. And you're, like, damn. Like, you know. Damn. Yeah. But, like, I have, like, my legal route is very unique. Like, I went to, so like, most law schools, the average law school system is run by the ABA. So, that's, like, the American Bar Association. It's, like, any other professional accreditation. That's your certification, right? Yes. Like that is like the general, like every lawyer has to go through the ABA. Like the moment you become an attorney, you're part of the ABA. Like it's just a whole thing, right? They determine the curriculum nationally for all law schools. So that means for the most part, law schools treat things the same way. Like you're ranked comparatively to your class. Classes are around anywhere from like 100 to about 200 on the higher end of, you know, people. Um, yeah. And they're divided in sections. So, you know, your section mates really well. And, like, most law schools have that system. You know, you're ranked comparatively. Like, it's very competitive. You don't, you're you not there to make friends. You're there to, like, quote, unquote. What learn. was your rank out of your... So that was the thing. Northeastern is, is. I don't know if it will continue to be, but is, well, at least when I went there, very unique in that they don't rank you comparatively, and we don't have a conventional grading system. Like, the entire component of Northeastern's education is, like, exponential learning. You're going to learn on the job. You're going to learn by getting experience. Like, I'm sorry, like, at the end of the day, like, a classroom is irrelevant. Like, you're going to learn most of what you're going to need to know in the yeah. field. So like, yeah, yeah right. they te- they teach us the curriculum. Like I learned, I learned the same way every other law student learns. Like I went to the same classes. I have the same electives. Like I did like the whole nine yards. But you get like, a lot
1: of experience too. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like I had a full year. I know year their like,
1: undergrad like, is a co-op type too.
2: Yeah. So and they have a full school. year like devoted to that. Like I had it in quarters. So like in the undergrad, like you go through four years of school like a normal college kid and you have a fifth year where you're only working, but like you're still part of the school system. Like, Law school did it differently. Most law schools are three years. Like Northeastern was also three years, but the two higher years, like year two and three, were divided in quarters. So I had like two quarters each year where I was just only working full time, like a nine to five. Oh, okay. So like by the time I graduated, I had like a year's worth of experience, quote unquote. That's awesome. But like most law students don't have that. They get like two summer internships, if that, depending on like what they do. Some people definitely work through law school. That that is a lot. Yeah, like I worked a lot because I had like co ops and stuff. But like I wasn't working when I was studying, which is the benefit of that. Like some people do work while they study. Again, that's probably more common than not, but like they work a part time job, so they're not getting the same level of experience like me being in there day in, day out, working in that setting, working in that field, you know.
1: Building <laughs> up some momentum.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like being able to see some things through. You know, like actually like taking charge of something and then running it through and then dipping out, being like, Okay, here you go. I'm like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think if you could go back, would you still have done it? A- same thing.
2: I don't think I would go to law school again but like I don't think I'd go to any other law school but northeastern like I don't I wouldn't waste my time like like I like I'm confident in my abilities to practice simply because like I've worked with kids from Harvard I, I live in Boston for context
1: you're saying that it's all really a level playing field like
2: just yeah like your skills as an attorney are not determined by where you were like educated yeah, it's, at it's
1: like, really your experience in the field.
2: It's your experience and also like how you own it, right? Like everyone does it a little, everyone who is an attorney is a very unique individual. I've never met one who's exactly the same as the other, you know, like at least the good ones. Like I'm not like, I don't know about like, All the you know, normies. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not like, I'm not thinking about them when I say that. Like
1: you, I, I feel, feel like, like you need to be low key crazy to be a good, uh, I don't even know if it's crazy, but like, you have lawyer. to be
2: like a very like between it's
1: attorney or lawyer.
2: It's the same thing. It's like the difference okay. between being called call like a doctor and like a, a, there has to be another term for it, you know, but like duck. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know. What's up
0: duck? I know, I know you asked about the difference between eternity. Yeah. And- that's the last
2: thing I remember, but I know that wasn't like, <laughs>
0: yeah, but you, there was something.
2: Yeah. There's something before then. I had something Chief to do with- Keith Sosa. It's Sosa, so bro. They love him. bitches love him. Um, no, it had something to do with me. <laughs> it had something to do with me. They with love it. Bro. Yeah, yeah they, they, really do. Like they're big fans. Um, yeah, I live in Boston. I think it had something to do with that. For context, but I don't remember what it even was about. Um, oh, but like point being, like I've worked with like a lot of like Ivy League kids in like a lot of settings, and like I think at the beginning of your career, it's overhyped. But a lot of people carry that ego, you know, and like. When I think of a good attorney, I don't think of, like, an entry-level attorney. I think of someone who's had, like, 20 years of practice, like, has like, had, like, good positions in practice, not, like, some random-ass, like, you know, niche position, but, like, someone who's been, like, a – who's been, I don't know, like, a fucking district attorney or, like, someone who's been a general counsel for, like, a major corporation or, like, has at least made a partner at, like, a middle to, like, large-sized firm, like, someone who's at the top of their game. Like, they're all, like, a very unique person, you know? Yeah, like, and do you, do you
0: think that – um the main benefit of going to the t14 schools is are like the school's connections or do you think there is there are other like small benefits of well, i mean of there's
2: a lot of benefits like i'm not like i'm not going to undersell it like the benefit of that as you have professors who are those people at the top of the game like the people who lecture there are supposedly the best of the best right like that's like the whole point like you're not going to get paid to lecture there if you're not like good at what you do like they're not going to waste their time. They want your brand as much as they want like your skills. For, you know, yeah. Really. Um, and then on top of that, like again, the connections yeah. and connections and network are also a big thing, right? Obviously, like that's that's like you don't want to go somewhere that doesn't at least offer you that kind of like. If you're scared or like you're in between jobs, you're looking for something better. Like you, you just reach out to like a fucking Facebook group for like Yale graduates and someone will get you a job. You know, what I mean? like that. That is a powerful thing. That is very real. Like I, from experience, like every major firm interview that I've ever had has only been the result of like a friend referring me, we're having some kind of name connection through like my own experience connecting to them. Like if you're, you're applying, if you're, if you're like raw dogging an application, like just applying, like, you know, with like no context, you don't know anyone there. Like it's just a cover letter and a resume. Gonna you're going like, to have oh, a bad time. You're going to have like, you're going to have a bad time. Cause like most of the systems are automated now. So they're going to flag you immediately. You're not even going to get to like someone who's like actually reviewing these. They're just going to flag you out of their system. Right? Like you need yeah. someone, you need human eyes on it to make it like tangible. Yeah, ask um, me how I know that whole
0: process is as, bro. You've yeah. been getting filtered out of it? Yeah, I have not been very fortunate so far with the job application process.
2: It's because they've gotten good at predicting, cause it's not just resumes, right? Like on paper, like you can filter anything out the resume. It's like because you always apply with a cover letter or some kind of statement. Like systems have been developed to kind of sifter through generic ones, right? Like you use the same language. Like I know for a fact the job that I have now, so let me put in context, I went from Doing public interest immigration law, like being like an immigration attorney, who's jumping completely to a different direction to doing data privacy and like essentially like GDPR compliance, which is like a European data protection law and like the ones that are evolving in the US. Like I work in that. I work for like the organization that was like network the net like the LinkedIn for like people who do this like for a living. Because um, I studied, I had like a professor in law school who is like considered if not like the premier scholar on this subject, one of the most premier scholars on the subject. Like he, he like brought the people over one day and I needed a job and those good connections um that's sick yeah i'm trying to remember where i was going with this there was a reason Uh, that that
1: it's more about connections than it is about right like the i like i raw dog this
2: application who you know not what you know i didn't know anyone there like i obviously like met the ceo but that means nothing i was one of like a hundred people in that room who met him that day so like i'm like if i exist to him it's a miracle. Like this dude does global events. Now that I work there, like I know he does like global events. He can like everyone all the time. Like, I'm going to one of the, these events. And I'll give context as to why later. Um, but like point being, like it, it, like I didn't know anyone there. I like literally applied with a cover letter and a resume, right? Like I was lucky enough that I got sifted through um, and like I had like someone talk to me, right? It was like long afterwards, I realized that, like it helped that I like yeah. named my professor in the cover letter. But if it wasn't for that, like I probably wouldn't have gone through that, you know? Yeah. And like, it's i don't really now.
1: apply with, i never use cover letters anymore yeah i haven't
0: been using cover letters
2: i think it helps to i think for my profession it's more needed because they got to get it they got to read your personality about too before they hire you like i like not that like the stress level is that different i
1: only make people. one if it's necessary and i really like the job description
2: right yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah like the linkedin ones i don't count as like real job applications we just send linkedin right
1: easy apply bro
2: yeah it like like, you know, like, probably like, goes crazy you can pop
1: out bad applications that's what i mean i don't count those as real
2: like i just don't think of that as the same as like taking the time to write a cover letter like tailoring your application to like meet like what they're looking for like that's when like you actually are applying to a like job like
0: customizing yeah your like, resumes, you like you can yeah, tailor like your just, resume to have like a
1: theme like if you can do one that's more like for tech it's like one for program management one for development hmm. one for something else and then just the resume i just feel like it's unnecessary to write a whole letter every time oh, for yeah. every
2: oh. Do you think Stony Brook prepared you for grad school? Because like, all, everyone here in this chat has the benefit of having a graduate degree of some variety. So, like, now that well, you've gone through it, we haven't finished it, but like, you're going through yeah. it. Like, you already know whether or not you're prepared. Like, you're deeper in than like you know, like a day one scrub.
1: Well, yeah, one. I'm doing the Stony Brook one, so it did <clears throat> prepare me. The master's was kind of a joke, to be honest. Like
2: mm-hmm. this yeah. one
1: class I'm taking this semester is actually a good amount of work but the past three semesters it was nothing
0: yeah i don't undergrad made me
1: earn that thing like
0: i don't think my master's is really doing anything for me
2: right now it'll do wonders for you economically it will do nothing for you as an educational source i feel like like i don't know i'm i'm trying i'm trying to make it
0: do things for me economically bro
2: It'll happen. I think my it, is, at my yeah.
0: at my own company, they <laughs> told me, or their policy. I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Is if you get a master's, your salary goes up by twenty five hundred dollars. So twenty five hundred dollars for so like you're going to say twenty five thousand. Yeah, say, I was sort of like let's go. We live. Like, 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 what is that, bro? Uh, that's that's fucked up like any professional that's certificate nothing. i get like right. on the gr- in the grand
2: scheme of things that's nothing Dude, that's no. not even that doesn't even hedge for inflation at the pay level that you make anymore like that's like that's such bullshit like it's not even these industry standard three percent raise like
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you get a yearly raise of it or have you have been getting yearly raises either
2: no
0: i got i got a yearly raise but it was you know three <laughs> percent
2: yeah exactly congratulations like you know like Take like but, the, Yeah,
0: I'm like the thing is like today I was preparing for like a, I'm presenting to like someone who reports to a CEO like I'm not doing like my own presentation, but like I'm got invited to a presentation where they're presenting some shit to this person yeah. and this dude is insanely high up in the company. And my manager today was telling me is like, yeah, you know, it's always good to get exposure around like the big guys. And shit, and shit like that and i was like damn but like this literally dip. won't do anything for me if i dip like in the next
2: couple of months bro
1: that's you know, like that's it? toughing it out for 20 years
2: yeah like no ceo's gonna be like oh that one kid who was in a meeting once like he's gone fuck we should try to get him back <laughs> like you know what I mean? like, like he's, he's not gonna do that like gets his assistant like hey call this kid back like right now like i can't believe we let him go he was in that one meeting once like unacceptable on
0: that might happen in like a reality TV show or something, and that's Yeah, a- yeah I'm like fucking Teen Wolf
2: on his first internship. The CEO is <laughs> like, No, I, I see you, bro. Like, you have skills. Like, I don't know. Some generic ass <laughs> name. <man. laughs>
1: Juan, you working hard? You trying to get someone's attention in the higher ups?
2: No, nah, this, this is the weird part about my job. I'm ultra
0: like, I- handsome on the job.
2: Just really, like this is the weird part about my job, and I've been like memeing it the entire time. Like I'm living like the horny like sixteen year old dream of like working with nothing but like single moms or hot wives and moms because like my, most of my company, the people who work there are like thirty to fifty like mothers of like several children who are just like, oh look at this young man in the office like so so dressed up so handsome and it's like it's kind of a meme because like I'm working with like a bunch of moms and grandmas um, for the <laughs> most part like for the most part. And that's mostly just like my coworkers. Like I work in the like in weird corporate structures, like I'm at the top of the corporate structure, but I'm the bottom of that like particular structures like pyramid, but like so I still have authority over like everyone underneath me. And this includes again like a a literal horde of like dog and actual human mothers that are just like spawning in the office like in an increased number. Like it's terrifying. Like since I've been hired. Did your dream come true? It's like, a, like, it's like a, I've been on a dream country with like, kind of like a joke, you know what I mean? It's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe what I like, I, like I signed up for the grand scheme of things. Like, I feel like I joined a cult, you know, like, it's like, everyone's like a really good, like, you know, Christian girl autumn kind of vibes, you know, like, they wear a cardigan that's like knitted and, you know. A nice warm cardigan left in the office. For oh, at all chilly. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like multiple layers of blankets. I saw a girl wearing UGGs yet, like, like yesterday when I was in the office. It's like, oh, it's that season. Nice, nice, nice. No, but to to be
0: to be fair though, when mm-hmm. we visited Boston, it was so so
2: cold. Oh yeah, it's a different level of brick teddies up here. Like it's whole. Like it, like, it was
1: actually painful. I always choose to go on a really cold weekend.
2: Yeah, no, you had good luck. Okay, so one time John came to visit me in September when I was dating one of my ex-girlfriend's and this and this legend pulled up and we were in Cape Cod for like a weekend and it was a very pleasant Cape Cod experience. It was
1: really really fun.
2: Like it was like the weather was perfect, like it was a gra- it was a great time. We were out on around. the
1: boat all day.
2: Yeah, we got Bye. macked on by a family of like wealthy Italian people, like don't even know john was like john was like that like he was like the like the prodigal son returned you know they're like we needed a man i just like pulled up our, you know, charmed like,
1: their whole family and was like All right, just being camp. like an engineer
2: in italian the dad was like nice you know just like like a like nice kid you go going places he didn't talk like that he was way cooler like actually yeah, a really yeah. Cool dude but like I no, just they like,
1: were cool they were cool i
2: love i love like any older it was italian just very person, scenic like,
1: like the yeah, vibes no, of sometimes. what you think Pictures out of a magazine that yeah. like about Cape Cod. That's- that yeah, that was
2: literally it from top to bottom. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they, they had like a fucking swing in the backyard, and their backyard had like chickens and shit. Was like Damn! So it. you
0: guys, you guys were like, they swept you
2: under their wing. But yeah, so I think I remember where we yeah. we're at. Like, so I'm at the top of this pyramid. And okay. It's kind of funny. Like, so I work in the executive department of my company, and I work for a 501c nonprofit. So if, you're, if you have a boner for corporate structures. A 501c nonprofit only applies to professional organizations. Um, and I just like I like I worked for I worked for like LinkedIn. Like I worked for like a, like a LinkedIn equivalent for like my job. And it's really dope. Like I'm a network with a lot of amazing people. Like I've met a lot of amazing attorneys in like the short three months that I've been there um and it's really chill like i feel like work coming from public interest like it's a really good transition because my work is not stressful at all comparatively like i used to have to deal with people right. who are like at risk getting deported and like have like domestic violence issues while they're like waiting for the guy like, it's just like shit that was like heavy right like that was like my daily like job yeah so like going from that to like hey like can you like you know fill out a spreadsheet and like do a form. and am like, Oh wow. Like you're really making me work so hard here. And so, you know, on my couch. And that's your day's work. That's yeah, your yeah, day's yeah. work. Yeah. I mean like oh, some days are definitely day. like, yeah, some yeah.
1: days are busier than others, but.
2: but like, yeah, like it's like, yeah, like essentially like, Oh, I have to take time out of my busy schedule of lounging to like do my job. Like, how dare you? <laughs> you know? Like, oh man yeah. i would book this meeting but I have a lot things books from nine to five yeah, yeah like listen i walked off of my calendar and I'm watching vikings oh no, man chilling like, you chill that,
1: uh, that? Like, you chilling that robe all day you know not, not
0: really but I always have to turn off my heater whenever we record fun oh
1: fun. so then you put that on and got you yeah, yeah yeah it's a it's a bit uh chilly
0: out there in chile the, in, in the woods and uh in the seedy in the wild, Allen wild, yeah. Dude, I was outside with uh, with Echo, and there was a bird on the fence, and she was actually like frozen in place. It was insane. Dead? And, no, no, no. Um, dead. Like just like fucking just dropped, like, just- <laughs> like making making noise yeah. and shit, and then Echo is just sitting there on the floor, just like staring at the bird. Mm-hmm. and not moving and you're yeah, like ready like to take, pounce take a yeah. step yeah. And freeze and shit i was like i was like yo uh what it's about that she could definitely cannot get up there bro she was like at the top of a fence so she, she was just doing that so i was just sitting there and watching i was like this is actually like kind of funny but mm-hmm. also I mean, like, I don't even want... I don't want to know what would happen if she got to the bird.
2: I feel like all cats are just, like, literally, like, quiet serial killers. Like, I have... Like, <laughs> so, like, my law school, like, sister, like, one of my best friends. Like, I'm friends with her and her husband. Like, I think... I don't know if you met Sylvana, John. I don't know if you remember meeting her. I don't know if you actually got to meet her, to be honest. Who? But, like, Silvana. Like, my, my yeah. stoner friend. Um, yeah. like Whatever. Like, dope human being. Like, a couple of, like, people have met her. She's... Um, She's actually a public defender now. We're, like, going to be public defender. That's a fun fact. Shout out. Um, she she has two cats. So she has a kid in Ahsoka, and then she has a larger, chonkier fellow named Sam. And, like, they they're, they're, like... the perfect name for a chonk boy. Oh, like a thick chonker. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, definitely, like, on a... He's, like, you know, like, I follow an Instagram account called uh, Round Boys, and it's just, like, a bunch of fat cats and dogs. <laughs> like, he belongs in that account. Like, he is, he's, he is obese. Like, my man needs to stop eating. Like, you know? <laughs> um but like point being like i they're millennials and they like they don't really know memes and i'm like yeah like i've like you know this is a fucking chonk who like murders like fucking rats all the time and i'm i had never seen it happen i knew that he was like a quiet murderer Where i'm like one day i'm over there for dinner and like i'm <laughs> coming out of the bathroom and you hear you hear sivana someone's like a like a loud la chinese girl fucking lover just literally like oh hey sam what's that oh fuck and then just like Pure panic. Like, she's like, Bob, her husband's name is Bob. Bob, please come. Like, Sam just murdered something. He's trying to give it to me. Like, it's disgusting. Like, she's panicking. Mind <laughs> you, like, this is her son. Like, she, like, raised this fat cat. Like, it's been their cat for, like, five years. Like, when, like, he's uh-huh. not murdering stuff, he's like, hey, booby. Like, Ooh. Like, you're, like, babying him. And, like, oh, Sam, who's a cutie. Like, Again, pure panic. And then like Ahsoka started doing it too, and Ahsoka's like maybe like less than a year old and she's out here like literally murdering like small birds and pigeons at their at their house. Like Oh my god. But like you know, like imagine, like imagine if like like just your for dog your ever. or like I think they just the yeah, it's like aspect. it's like instinct. Yeah. So like weird like I don't know why I know this, like I watch a lot of YouTube documentaries about like fucking animals and biology cats aren't fully domesticated like when we think of domesticated animals like cats by definition do not fall under that bracket because like they're still like exhibit like wild behaviors and like they aren't completely dependent on humans like a house cat chooses to be a fat house cat like it doesn't like need to be one like if you were to just dump a house cat outside it would survive it would be fine. Yeah. like it wouldn't survive well but it would be like it would be alive you know what i mean like it could hunt for its food and be like relatively successful it wouldn't be able to be fat anymore but like so are dogs not able to survive? It's not means? as common. Like, like they have to form packs. And by the time they get to like a pack forming behavior, they're much more violent. You know what I mean? Like your average, like, and that's assuming like they're, athletic and large enough like you like you have to think for like you know if humans went extinct like a vast majority of dogs would die off because like a fucking pug could not survive in the wild like it couldn't compete with the german <laughs> shepherd for food and it would have to you know genetically I mean? they're just yeah they're just fucked like it's it's not even a, a competition.
1: they get cataracts like after eight years it's <laughs> so yeah, like, like
2: a dark
0: conversation but it's facts <laughs> all right so back on the topic of law
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's, like, the secret to being a good attorney?
2: I don't think there's any real secret. Like, a lot of it is just hard work and experience. I think, like, it's like any other job. Like, if you want to be good at it, you have to devote, like, an ungodly amount of time to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if you really want to be, like, a good anything, like, you have to devote time. You just got to gotta like- fall in love with it you don't even need to do that because there are people who can like hate their job and be amazing at it because it's not a matter of like them like loving or hating. It's a matter of like they, they just devoted the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you just devote the time and like you actually commit to devoting the time, like you will become good at anything. And I think it's the same with attorneys. Like obviously there are some skill sets that suit others better than others. And it also depends on the type of law that you're in. But like I think part of it is hard work. The other part of it is like networking and charisma, right? Like, yeah, just I, the ability to like
1: make those mental connections on the spot and Mm -hmm. be able to communicate effectively like that's the hardest thing for people to do i feel like
2: and that's like something that i've heard from like people who have had careers obviously we can go to ivy leagues like to run it all back to shit on on elite institutions like um like a lot of people struggle with that i think that's like the number one thing that keeps you from like succeeding in your job Or getting promoted or like growing is like oftentimes it's social ability or like, can you interact in an office? Can you like not piss people off? Can you like not be awkward? Can you communicate effectively? Like, so at the end of the day, like you could be amazing at what you do, but if you can't communicate that or you can't like capitalize off of that, like at least in this society, like that's not good. Like, you know, that's like a deficit of anything. Like you have to be able to do both.
0: Like, you know, I know, I know Google is like very big on, on that where you have to be a cultural fit besides <laughs> just being like, uh, what's the word qualified for the mm-hmm. job and everything like you have to be what they call a googly and like, they have like an outline for like what a googly person is. Yeah. And it's basically all the positive traits of like a patent of an
2: employee. And that's what like a googly person. Is. But like with like, like, you know, the personality of someone who would fit in a Google. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I had to go through like a similar process to get hired. Like my my company has like a very particular culture that they're like constantly touting. You know, you know, it's all about yeah. the culture, and it's like I had to go through like a bunch of interviews just to see if I was a fit, right? Like, yeah, sitting, same, like, same. Yeah, and like any like good corporation, and I say that with like like I do mean good because like they treat us nice. Like I get like a bunch of free food. There's like always like free coffee and stuff that I need to like work effectively. Like the hours are chill. You know, they're very accommodating. Like, I feel like any good company, like if they if they're serious about that, like culture is a thing. You want someone who's gonna mesh, who's not gonna piss people off, who's not gonna like disrupt things. I think that's a thing too. Like most people don't realize when you're dealing in structures that are more than fifty people, like it gets very easy for things to get like gridlocked and like for bottlenecks yeah. to happen and, like you don't want that in the business. So Yeah.
1: Like, My new job is fifty people maybe. Mm, Fucking mm. love it. Yeah, because they're still could small enough. So quickly,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, things are still small enough that that could happen for sure. Like, and
1: people are just good at
2: communicating.
1: But yeah, no, I feel you.
2: I mean, I'm entering, so I'm going hybrid next week officially, and that's gonna be really weird because like there are apparently 200 people who work over 200 people who work at my company, but like they're never no. there. They've never been there while I've been going in because like it's been everyone's had the option like, to be fully remote, so people are fully taking it. Um, have you you've been remote too i've been remote but like i've been going in like i've never been against it because mm. like the nature of my work before doing this like required you were in a yeah, daily yeah. i was in a small office and i had to i had to meet with my clients or were indigenous clients like they didn't speak english they only spoke spanish like i had to like they they were afraid of using telephones or like had lacked you know cell phones that were like affected yeah. you know so like i have no issue like working in person um but yeah like it's gonna be really strange and like if i i granted like you work with 50 people total like i think i work in a corporation of 200 people i probably interact with like the same 15 people every day you know just because of function and role like i'm at the top of like i'm at the top of the corporate structure at the bottom of that individual ladder like i'm just like a like in the executive department i'm just like a fucking executive assistant for all qualified purposes but it's, it's a great time like
1: but you're an attorney no
2: yeah like i'm like i work for like the legal department like my official role because like executive and legal haven't been like it's not big enough for them to be like cut and, like to be cut separately yet. Like yeah. it's all under the same umbrella. Like I work directly with the general counsel. I'm like the only person besides her in the legal department. Again, great time. Like I learn a lot. I do a lot. Like I have the benefit of like creating systems and stuff from the get go, which is I think a very unique experience in an entry level job. So it's a, um, it's a good...
1: yeah being you... uncomfortable. I always I...
2: bring this up. It's but it's great though. Like I love it because like you, like this kind of discomfort. Yeah. Plus it's like this, like the stakes for me aren't high. Like at least in my mind, like compared to like, if I, if I fuck something up, I just do it again. Like if I fuck something up at my old job, like some dude could like go to jail or like, you know, like yeah. his life could be ruined. So like the pressure was very different, you know, but I'm at
0: what were you saying? I wanted to ask you, um, like in your current position, would you ever go into like a courtroom for anything
2: or not really? It wouldn't happen for my position, but like, for example, my boss, I wouldn't say she's had to go in because she hasn't, but like she she was a civil litigator for like twenty or thirty years before this. Like she worked in like multiple firms and was like a civil attorney, which means like she did a lot of like private interest related stuff. Like so, like civil litigation is like non-criminal court. There are two distinctions of courts in the U.S. domestic system. There's criminal court, and then there's mm-hmm. everything else, and that's civil court. All civil matters are pretty much just like your run-of-the-mill lawsuits that are like petty. Well, like, anything business-related will usually go through civil court. And there's obviously subcourts that deal with the very unique and niche things. But, like, that is the main division of the U.S. court system. So Criminal court, criminal courts are their own thing. They're kind of tied to federal courts, but not fully. And then there's, like, civil courts, right?
0: Yep. So.
2: Because the entire,
1: what, like, prison system is, like... Is, it falls purely profit? under...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of fucked too because when you really think about that yeah it's for profit so like any action that you you could level against the corporations that run the shit for profit would have to be a civil action but they they affect like the criminal justice system and the criminal courts exactly just yeah. like it's it's so it's like the, it's broken as fuck well that's neither here nor
1: there. just one of many cases yeah
2: yeah now, yeah exactly like one of that. many yeah yeah like exactly like one of many things that have not been working for a long time so um but yeah, no, I don't think I'd ever have to go into courtroom again. I like not that I miss it. Like it seems like fun, but like you
1: know, trying to get back in
2: this. Shit. It's like I, I don't know. I find like judicial interactions. Like I've I've clerked for a judge. Like I enjoyed it. Like I think it's really cool. And like obviously, everyone at some point thinks about wanting to be a judge if you go to law school. But it's like I find those interactions are so strange because like one of those weird. It's one of those really unique situations in life. It's not that common as an adult. I feel like, or at least, at least I haven't thought of it as common. I would assume you guys, some would feel the same way. Like there's a certain point in your life where you stop thinking like people are actually better than you. Like everyone's on an equal, everyone's just trying to do their best day by day. So like, it's kind of like equalizing, like obviously you have people who are better than you yeah, in a specific yeah. thing. And that's like your boss or whatever, like you defer to them, but like, you're never like actually like, like, you know, just like kind of like completely like sub- submitting to someone. But, like, in yeah. the in, the, in the justice system, especially, like, in the criminal justice system, in a courtroom, like, you are at, like, the whim and beck and call of a judge. And, like, attorneys treat the judges like that. Like, inmates who are, like, smart enough or coherent enough to, like, not ruin their life any further, like, adhere to that. Like, it's, it's a really weird time. The judge kind of knows it, too. Like, some power trip on it more than others. Yeah, mean. I... I never actually thought about that. Yeah, and, like, it's, like again, it's, like, that was one very unique but very important setting in which, like, this is, like, perfectly normalized, so, like, you're, like, that's kind of fucked up because, like, yeah, they, like, train them and they have a lot of experience and they tend to be older for a reason, so they're not, like, just abusing their authority, but, like, it has happened. And I just, like, it's a really weird, it's a really weird system. And, like, I think for me, having been in it, like, firsthand, like, on multiple ones, I haven't been, like, you know, in juvenile court as a kid and then being, like, in a criminal court, like as a law student and like a clerk, like it's it's really weird. Like, I just find it so strange. Your Honor, yeah, I feel yeah. like just <laughs> <laughs> from this voice. What are you gonna say, John? I
1: feel like the bias always plays in, especially as the case is like the more serious the case is
2: It's just it's like one the of more
1: the, emotion mm-hmm. it brings out. I feel like then everyone's gonna pick a side. And more people are gonna be like you know, swayed one way or the other.
2: Yes. Uh, and no, yes. And no,
1: advice.
2: I feel like, again, like a judge at the end of the day, like a judge isn't like giving a verdict. The judge is just like usually doing sentencing or like some other like officiating task. But it is again, yeah. like weird. Cause like, it's a position, like one of those critical positions that like essentially dictates like the, the nature of a trial from start to finish, right? Like there's very few, there's the criminal defense attorney, the prosecutor and the judge are like these three main actors who are like from start to yeah. finish part of the whole legal process. Everyone else is like jumping into this point. Yeah. Um, and like it's, I don't like, I don't know. Like there's no, like it's one of those positions where like the only other person who's going to be able to check you is another judge. Like no one else in that room, no one else in that space can call you out of this an error. You can lay down a completely, like, this is why like, I don't like it. Like you could, there's like multiple layers. It's like obviously the, the, the base level is the appeals court and then there's the supreme court of every state right like a normal trial court which is the bottom level like that judge it happens all the time put down erroneous decisions and that's like three or four years of your life lost both to the initial trial and then to the appeal and that the appellate court you thankfully have panels of three judges who make a decision so at least there's a ability to check one another or at least have like a you know like it's it's like if they're in like if they can't agree you know it's an issue right like so I don't know. But, oh, you're
1: just saying you could waste time by having. But it's it's
2: that, not a, but... it's not about a wasting time. It's like a, like a judge wants to do, do things. A good judge does things efficiently and quickly on paper because like the system's backlogged. But like by quickly, you, it literally means taking something that could have been like a if you had done it correctly, maybe you've taken two years and cut down to six months. But then because it, you fucked it up, there's an appeal, and that's like another five years of like fucking court decisions and rulings and like waiting and filings like it's just, it's just not a good time like like i feel like it, it it's it, it's it's flawed and i just don't like the space either like again the like a trial court is a very strange space i feel like appellate courts and like supreme court positions like you can go to like a nice district court for an internship it's very different like it's you see like, like the nice but it's a nice spot, it gets the best cases, like the cases of most reputation, so like that the etiquette's very unique and proper and it feels like you're doing, you know, like the part in the system, but the average trial court can't afford that. Like it's just not possible. They're seeing the worst of it and they have to get through the worst of it as fast as possible because the system's backlog. So it's like things fall through the cracks and it's oftentimes like the things that matter the most. Right. So You're
1: right. But th- those little things that hold everything together when you don't have those and-
2: yeah. Like the judge that I clerked with in Miami, like dope human being, like is a former like army veteran, like was a special forces operator in fucking Desert Storm, like ninety-one, like badass dude, like badass dude. But like and he was a great judge too, like very efficient, like very honest and fair. Like that's not common. But like I have to acknowledge that like procedure, not in his courtroom, but like I think in the Florida court system in general is kind of sloppy. And like it's very much like a like, I watched, like, I literally would hang out in his chambers with the prosecutor and the defense attorneys, and they would just be talking shit. Like, they wouldn't even be talking about the case. They'd be like, Oh, you, uh, you do this weekend? Oh, I went up to the fucking casino. Oh, I, you know, me and the wife were out again, so I went to the titty bar. Actual conversation I heard with the defense attorney and the prosecutor, and they're like, Ha ha, hilarious. Like, which one do you go to? And, like, again, like, around conversations like these, they're like, Okay, how do we want to go about this? Like, clearly the dude did XYZ. Like, this is like obviously for the sentencing. This isn't for like the jury trial, right? This is like post that, like it's a sentencing that like they've already been convicted. So it's a matter of like, what are we going to get, you know, like what, what does the law say? What can we do? Like, what, like, you know, how are you going to argue down from this uh, fucking wild? Like that's not good, <laughs> right? Like that's not a, it's not a good, a good process. And like, obviously like they still follow the law. I'm not saying they're doing anything that's like not correct, but it's like when you really like a certain it.
1: level of uh, professionalism.
2: I don't even know if it's a professional issue. It's like they can't even afford it. Like, that's the way it has to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no other way that exists currently that could, like, support that. Right. Like, it's like, like, you know, it's like I I could hate on it for being what it is, but I also have to acknowledge, like, what is the alternative? There is none. Right. Like, the system's designed in a way that really only you could only really have that. You can't really do anything else with it. Like, we're not going to take the time to just, like, pause all criminal convictions for, like, a five year period to reform the court system. Like, that'd be outrageous like people try to do that in the pandemic they're like oh just let out like petty criminals and then like crime rates in cities went up and it was a whole problem like it's okay hey guys just take a break people were like okay bro and then just immediately went off again like because unfortunately which is a larger systemic issue like recidivism rates which is like the recidivism is the, the the you do something, you do it again. Compulsion, you know, like a criminal. You know, you get convicted once you get convicted, you keep going back to jail. Like that's recidivism. Like recidivism rates are fucking crazy high for a reason. Like most people go to jail once they have like a crazy high recidivism rate, they want to go to prison again because it's a very different life and they only adjust to that. Like,
1: and also it's just really hard to get anything going after you've been convicted yeah you
2: lose what like years of your life you come out to a completely different life like that the ray technology and pop culture and everything changes like that has to be jarring as hell like Like, imagine if you got cut off in summer of 2016 like you woke up and like drake has done so much since then and you like your last memory of him is like (laughs) fucking you know whatever that's on top of the seattle needle yes yes like that that exactly like that was the last time we not the right?
1: seattle that that's a building in uh, the
2: toronto right or like toronto, yeah. canada yeah i love I, <laughs> that that man canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the way to canada um that dude is a menace man I'm like somebody pour me a shot Juan,
1: <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to share or anything you you want to get off your chest before we wrap it up God, that's that's shout dangerous.
0: Out like, you know, shout out Aaron
1: shout Gross. Yeah, shout out Shout out the shout gang. Out. Shout out like I don't know. Share Dude. a good memory you have of each of me and Ahmed, Ahmed and I.
2: Oh, that's a good one. That's a that's a good way to end end a podcast. Uh I got like a few. I definitely have a few, but I'm trying to think of like good ones that one wouldn't, wouldn't be like embarrassing or too embarrassing to share. I definitely think nothing
1: too bad, but it can be pretty embarrassing.
2: (laughs) Don't think too bad.
1: (laughs)
0: That's how, you know, you went to college with someone. Yeah. When you can like, yeah, every single
2: time it's like a college buddy of yours. Yeah, I went away with college buddies over the weekend, and like I had like we had like two people who like didn't go to college with us, or like we're at Stony, but like they weren't like our friends at Stony. They were just like people there who ended up becoming our friends. Like pull up, and it was like one of those things where like we were playing Never Have I Ever, and the the stuff we were saying was like so awful because we know each other, so we could like you know, target one another specifically. It's like that's how you know you go to college with someone. I mean, like, you've like seen someone objectively at their you know worst. exactly <laughs> what their
1: triggers are. Yeah, you've seen them um, yeah. at, at their. Rock bottom,
2: like rock bottom, like you have no like control or ability over your own behavior. It's just a disaster, like. And I feel like we all have that of one another, like. <laughs> like yeah. So I'm not going to share that. I will say a fond memory I have of John is <laughs> is him with his bleached hair and his like tie dyed hoodies, like sophomore <laughs> and junior year, like that for me. Like that just always gives me a smile when I think about it. Like I'm not even joking. It always does. Cause I'm like, yeah, that was a, like, time. Was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was a very different time. And I just remember, like, meeting you the year before, and then you'd take doing that, like, something like six months to a year later, and you're all like, oh, shit, he popped off. Like, you know, like, John <laughs> I up, yeah, I'm like, like,
1: I don't know nobody.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, you entered the chat, like, very forcefully, you know? And then for Ahmed, I like, I'm i trying to think of one that, like, it, like I think of the one time in Miami, but I'm not going to repeat that story out loud. <laughs> like you um, being a, like no i'm not gonna do that one i'm trying to think of a good one <laughs> i you know what i think about a plus of everyone is you and omar just hanging out in the hallway just like saying arabic slurs at each other <laughs> like you know like, just, like, like omar would be fucking in his underwear leaning up against the door you'd be chilling on his bed and he'd be like Sharmuta. Eh, and then like you got you, yeah. and you would just fucking giggle, and it'd be like the middle of the day, and I'd be like minding my own business, and it would just make me laugh. I'm like, we eh,
0: like, nice. would just be coming back from class, and I remember I would just walk past. You'd be sitting at your desk doing. You like, were either doing something or playing on your yeah. PlayStation. There's like no between. Like, Omar was for some reason always like in the process of being about to do something. Yeah,
2: like, <laughs> yes, like always, constantly, like oh. Uh yeah yeah i was i was was with like ab and gabe and aaron this weekend like 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 i was like we lived with it like senior year and it was ridiculous we were like we think about like i you know i don't know how we never got charged like i caused property damage with that bow and arrow and the fucking wheelchairs we never (laughs) got bow and arrow is fucking wild like i caused (laughs) property damage Dude, okay. I shot that shit into the door. Like, there were holes in the wall and door. Like, and I never got a charge. Like, no one was ever like, hey,
1: what happened
0: here?
2: Like, no. just, just
0: gotta put in a work order, bro. <laughs> just gotta
1: <laughs> put <laughs> Why is there an absolute huge hole in the fucking wall? Like,
2: There was, like, literally a wheelchair hole in the wall. <laughs> like, like somebody's, somebody's, leg went through it, you know?
1: <laughs> like- Why did no one ever come back for that, like? Just oh
2: no! We like, had to throw away the wheelchairs like they were falling apart. <laughs> like
0: those. I wonder if we had like the normal college experience, or if no. we were just like no, we're just built different.
1: We. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I like I'm always gonna err on the side of built different, but like I really think we had a unique one. Like I've talked to a lot of people since college about their college experiences. I was talking to someone from Stony last night about college and it was just like one of that realization that we're like oh yeah like we peaked like it was like there's no like i'm not saying we actually did but i mean you know i'm saying like that was no it it was it
1: was it was was
2: a good time it was a peak of like that point in time for sure it was a great time and like i'd like
1: like the being that it was the peak of our degeneracy phase
2: yeah exactly and it was just like it was it was was so wholesome it was wholesome too like i don't think anyone has like bad memories from friends and stone probably a good
0: a good place to end our uh <laughs> law episode <laughs> i believe so
2: yeah come back for round two like we'll actually talk about the law
0: <laughs> yeah no you should come back for round two
2: or at least i will come you back know. with like points and talking points that aren't just complete chaos so, anything
1: like, specific that you want to talk about you can come on to yeah for
2: sure right. all right all so right you want to send this out this time
1: yeah so you know where to find us, uh, Black Box Podcast, No A in the Black for Instagram and Twitter, and then Black Box Podcast with an A in the Black for TikTok. And you know, you can give us some feedback, message us for casual conversation or whatever. If you want to just talk to Ahmed and ask him some deep questions, you can email us at blackboxadmission yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. <laughs> we love you. Goodbye.